It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the Defective Characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with honesty. In this episode 61 of the Defective Characters Podcast, let's go. James. I I think Dennis is getting away from the woohoo. That's what I'm gathering, James, because we were all waiting. Everybody was waiting for you to do it, and you didn't. Sorry, I was looking at two swans. And James went to an auction like a few weeks ago and and bid on swans, like two actually legit giant swans and won them. And then so I'm throwing him under the bus here, kind of snitching on him. But him and some other people took the swans and put them in the lake. And now they're swimming around and I'm looking at them. And they're amazing. that's literally them. Yeah. Well, swans literally they need a home. Literally. Yeah. So can the swans fly? Not yeah, the big ones. They're mute swans. Really? Yes. And they they there is a male and a female and they have a they will mate for life. And they're vegetarians and they um they have everything they need in the in the lake. And in fact, the only predators are very large alligators which aren't in that lake. And gigantic dogs like a St. Bernard or something. Even little dogs are scared of swans. Swans swans will mess you up, man. Maybe you didn't. Well, they're big. I'm I'm small. <laughs> but you said swan so swans can fly. Turkeys can't fly, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking uh, of a... thir- turkey, yeah. it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. We actually we got the um we're in we're a remote studio right now, but I will say Dennis got new decorations and is planning this week to put up the Thanksgiving decorations. What'd you get, Dennis? Thanksgiving. I I, I got Christmas lights and a Christmas tree. I, All right, I, we're I, skipping Thanksgiving just like the rest of the world, <laughs> apparently. Um I also do like I just want to pat ourselves on the back is that we didn't get uh super political the last you know, couple weeks, even though, even though Dennis was definitely skirting on the issue, especially with how not to fail, you know, really coming down hard on the current administration. Uh, I'm really proud of you. You didn't even uh, attack Twitter with it, but we did get some uh, good Twitter feedback and people can reach out to us. How is that, Dennis? Uh, <laughs> at the underscore characters. You're really selling this pretty hard. There's swans uh, <laughs> in front of me. What do you expect? Do you, do you so what what grows up to be older? Swans or parrots? Well, parrots can be parrots can live kids. to be um 100 years old. Really? What? Yeah. Really? It's true. That that is so obnoxious. That would be like multiple generations of annoyment. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, my friend growing up had a parrot. Wonderful bird. Wow. Some of them can live up to 95 years, some 50 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That is something. So these are your swans. Did you name these swans in front of us? I did. Um, it's Dr. Bob and Ann. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Swans are approximately 20 to 30 years. And Bob's last name is up and down in the water. I get it. Uh, 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 I get it. Uh, uh. <laughs> that is that is good. So so last week uh, we gave a quick update. Uh, there is a change. Uh, you took the boys back, James? I did. Yep, they're back home. So how, how did that go? Were, were there any learning experiences that you want to share as far as the last, I guess it was what, three weeks? Um, yeah, I guess so. They, um, no, they, they had school the whole week. So um, they each had their own room in the house and they basically, it was, I, it was the equivalent of being in the classroom. So if I was to open the door and be like, are you in class? They would quickly turn to me like, yeah, dad, get out. Cause can you imagine your 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 parents walking into your class? You know, and I was just wearing my underwear, so they had every mm. right. <laughs> but uh, we had a yeah. we had a good time. Oh, my oldest son, he uh, did not want to go out anywhere. He didn't want to do Disney. He didn't want to go out for Halloween. Uh, he and uh, he kept saying, "Dad, but the pandemic." dad but the pandemic and i was like yeah you're right you're right and then the other son smart kid the younger son was just like dad let's do stuff let's do stuff and he kept he kept saying oh come on we'll be safe we'll be safe so it was kind of a juggling act um so we would go out on bike rides and you know stay away from people it was fun nice pretty pretty solid time and uh did you get a tesla to drive them back as well yeah yeah, I did. Man. Yeah. So the, te- the Tesla company definitely appreciates you. I appreciate their cool cars. We are not sponsored by Tesla yet. Dennis, what do you what do you got? I did not drive a Tesla this week. <laughs> um this week. What was this week? Uh Halloween. I, oh yeah. I didn't do Halloween. Queen's Gambit is a highlight. If you haven't seen Queen's Gambit, go watch it. It touches on addiction a little bit. It's a TV show or a movie? It's a mini series on Netflix, so there's seven episodes. Um, really good. Um, yes, I was not into it. What? It was about chess. Chess, yeah. I think I'll skip this one. Well, <laughs> you're wrong. It's worth watching. Um... In Minecraft news, Minecraft started releasing uh, snapshots and like basically new game content coming out. So that's really exciting and cool. Other than that, meetings. I had an old, today actually. I had an old friend reach out, an old friend from the neighborhood or whatever, that was like, "I need to talk to you." And I was like, "Okay, is everything all right?" And he's like, oh, I, need, "I need to make." Like, this changes in my life, and I just want to get your guidance. So I was like, what kind of changes? And he's like, well, I I want to quit drinking and good smoking and blah, 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 you know, the whole deal. So I was like, okay, well, there's a meeting tonight, you know. You should come check it out. And so 
I should meet up with him tonight at the meeting. So that that's interesting. How this is, was somebody yeah. that never had. I'm sorry, I cut you off, James. This is somebody that had never been to a meeting before or never expressed anything. Yeah, he's never been to an AA meeting. Like he, I've known him for years before I ever came in, and like, so he knows that I'm in the program. But I don't really talk to him that much. One of those kind of like keep in touch every once in a while, like or I'll see him randomly or something. But he kind of ex- has expressed it before about wanting to kind of quit. But he was drunk when he talked to me about that. And I told him like, OK, well, tomorrow call me and we can talk or whatever. And then I didn't hear from him. So now he's reaching out. It's so good. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's the hand of AA. So did you think he was probably one of us beforehand? I try not to do that, but every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I try not to do that. But, I mean, like kind, hang out yeah. with like kind. You know? so, like... Yeah, which is why we're all friends, you know. Right. Back in the day, we really would have burned the town. What do they say? Paint the town purple or red? I don't know. Yeah, paint the town red, I yeah. think, is this phrase. Yeah. But we're painting the town blue. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, th- thanks for your service there. That's Keep us updated with whatever you feel comfortable with without naming them and everything else. But I, I won't give any personal details or anything, obviously. It's his journey. It's not my job to talk about. How about, some, how about some suggestions that maybe you learn about yourself by making those suggestions as they come up? You know, like I used to be like, hey, make sure you hit your knees and like do this and this and this. And then I'm like, why did I stop saying the St. Francis prayer? Like, why did that happen? And different things. I don't think that's yeah, breaking. I don't, I don't think I mean, you like, think that's crossing the yeah, line, I don't James. Know if I'm going to sponsor him or anything like that, but like there's just suggestions. Yeah. Though. I don't know. I'm going to tell him to like. I'll probably get him a book. Tell him to read the book, and come to meetings. I think that's the start. You know. Yeah. You want us to know if that's you think that's good advice, James? Yeah, if you get him to a meeting, that's a, definitely a good start because he, he'll see the the fellowship and he'll get an idea. I've I've had the same thing happen, you know, where I work. Two people have expressed their desire to stop drinking and doing drugs, and so and they confide in me. I was like, okay, all I can do is be like, okay, well, this is what I do. Here's where I go. And uh, both people never showed up. And sometimes when they see me at work, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing better now." It's like, okay, I'll probably see you again in five years. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what is very common, especially if you know someone who's like, I know when I was out like drinking and drugging and stuff, there was several times where I told myself I want to stop doing this, and you know, a lot of times it was when I was messed up or when I was hung over. But then the moment you like you're sober, whatever, you go back to the same habits. You know, it's just the life you know how to live. And for me, it had to get so bad to make that change. But before that, there was tons of times where like, you, you know, those momentary like, brief moments of sobriety or whatever they call it, where like you have that clear head, like I need to stop this. I want to stop this. But then that goes away quickly. Nice. Well, that's good. Hey, I've seen a change in you guys. Have you? Well, a little less on Dennis. Yeah. little. But um, the topic of honesty came up yesterday, and there's something 
quickly as we jump in that I wanted to to bring up. And I, I told Dennis, I don't think I've told you, James. So um, the last couple of weeks in my personal life, the, uh, the uh, marriage completely was dissolved. So I guess divorced is, I guess, what I could say. That was like the last month. And I started loosely jumping into the dating scene, which because of the world and everything else, a lot of it is on apps. And I had never experienced that before. And didn't know what, uh, like, the norm is as far as how it's supposed to work. And I got some suggestions from people, not that were in sobriety, but people that were in those dating apps that understood how it worked for them. And I found out the last couple of weeks that what works for them does not work for me. <laughs> I guess the norm is connecting with, like about five people at a time and having conversations innocently, maybe meeting up with them. And I found that I didn't like it Um, because the last couple, I would say the last week I felt really guilty that I was having to like lie to people that I actually like, but I didn't want to be like, well, I'm going out on a date with somebody else. So yeah, I, I was put in a weird spot and I prayed on it. I talked to my sponsor and I knew what the right thing was to do, which was whoever I liked the most and felt a connection with not to make that relationship more serious, but to take it more serious by eliminating the other people that I was talking to and just kind of, uh, you know, not try to build something with them. And that was just a day ago that I did that. And, there was some pain because they said like really nasty things back to me <laughs> um, as far as like, oh, you're so immature. Da, da, da. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I'm telling you that I don't want to mislead you. There's somebody else that I feel like a better connection with. And that connection is spiritually based that it was difficult, you know, but. I look at everything as honesty is the best policy. And when I was put into a spot where I either felt like I had to lie and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going out to dinner with friends instead of saying what the truth was, um, I couldn't sit in that. So, you know, yesterday, uh, Dennis called me when we were talking about topics and I told him and I told another friend and they're like, good, like that's what you're supposed to do. So uh, just kind of want to to share that that's good <clears throat> i like that at least you didn't ghost them yeah I, I did not did not ghost yeah that's that's a thing right to just like pretend like the person doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah okay that's a thing so, so from that um from that little tidbit it sounds like you've got someone that you're kind of seeing then I'm seeing give us all the juicy details. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing as far as I'm not seeing somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I'm not seeing them all the time, but I'm definitely he's talking to someone. Yeah, right. I'm definitely talking to them because uh, I kind of felt like, and this was many suggestions in the program and different friends. It's like, well, I. I know myself pretty well the last six years in, in sobriety and uh, I can either be sad 
the 50% of the time I don't have my daughter and wishing that I did, or I can actually try to continue to build and grow on myself um, by being able to show her a loving relationship. And that's... And that's speaking it. that's someone it. who had to, you know, three and a half years ago, you know, I had to move up from Miami to to the Orlando area. And, uh, you know, I felt a lot of guilt, you know, because I'm 300 plus miles away from my boys. So, you know, they don't have their dad on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, I, I caused this destruction. I had no choice. And ultimately... You know, all I can do is work on my relationship with them. And you guys have seen me and and my children, and we do have a good relationship. And I think we have a, a great relationship um, because, you know, they want me part of their life. Um, they talk to me about things and it's it's an open it's an open door with us. And I hope it stays that way as they they become adults. You know, they're both almost there i've got a 13 year old and a 17 year old so if i keep this up they're going to be off to college and hopefully i can maintain this this good relationship with them you know i mean it sucks sometimes i'm not gonna lie um not being there when they wake up and giving them hugs every day but um you know it's it's something that i i'm okay with and um if they're not okay with it all i can do is the best i can now yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, buddy. Um, I guess I'm going to turn it over to Dennis since he came up with the topic of honesty. As far as you as a person, maybe before program, and uh, when you realize that staying away from a drink or a drug, like honesty is pretty important for you. Um. I don't know. I just picked a random topic. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I think like like honesty is like you know when I think back and I think about like obviously when I was a kid I I lied a lot, right? I lied to my parents. I lied to whatever. But I I could basically break like in retrospect like analyzing it and look it's like I could usually break it down to like pretty much two reasons why I lied. It was usually to like, you know, self-preservation where I did something I didn't want to get in trouble for. So I would lie about it or like lying about to, so other people like, me, you know, so I would be like, you know, Oh, I did this or, Oh, I like that band or whatever or something and not know anything about it or whatever. And just pretending to be someone I'm not kind of thing. Um, I guess there's another reason is like I lied to get what I want. But I didn't really do that as much as I did the other ones. I'm sure I've done that before or whatever. And, um, you know, I think with, with sobriety, you know, one of our principles is, is honesty. And I think when we look at like our alcoholism in step one, you have to be like, honest with yourself you have to first admit that you have a problem and you know it's important because if you don't admit you have a problem you're never going to change it you know and it's the same with like our character defects you have to first you have to admit that you have to and you have to be rigorously honest about that as it says in the literature where you know it's, it's hard to look in the mirror 
and and see like the bad things about you and 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 admit them but if you don't do that you're not going to change and if you don't change you're going to drink again you know it's it's you know i don't know i feel like i'm rambling but no i get it uh james i'm going to go to you next in a sec i'll give you a minute to think about your thoughts um honesty for me before i came into the rooms first of all i thought i was really honest right except when i was jekyll and hiding i thought somebody asked me how their work was like you know oh yeah how's the sound i would give them honest feedback uh my family growing up i will say they weren't honest with each other their emotions and they still are not I, th- I thought it was a normal thing. And then some of my friends and my ex relationship were so cutting and honest that it was almost scary. Like they would, how they would, it's, it came off like almost attacking each other for anything and how they would speak to each other. I just wouldn't be able to relate to it. And it was like too much for me. And I'm like, what like why why do you have to be that way and i do think there's honesty but what's what's the saying i think dennis has said it in a meeting before as far as like before you say something is it was it is it nice is it necessary is it better left is it better left unsaid so there is there is like a line that's drawn in the sand as far as yes be honest but also don't do it just to like hurt somebody else you know, like be honest. Uh, so that way you don't pick up a drink. So like the li- little story that I said about as far as like telling white lies and different. Things. <coughs> I mean, if I said I was going to Pizza Hut, I would say, yeah, I'm going going to hang out at Pizza Hut. And I actually did that. But the person that I was hanging with was was different. So that was a, I, and I had to be honest and I had to do that in every aspect of my life now. Um because it's really not good for me. If I rationalize, I think that's the big thing. Honesty is because if I don't, I will rationalize and that will lead me down a road of building a lie upon a lie and a lie and it'll never end and I won't be able to keep track and then I'll be called out on it and then I will feel guilty and uh, remorseful. That's a word, right? Like I, I feel bad about it and that's not a good place for me to be. So I, I tried to implement that. I think that one actually took a little bit of time because I had told so many lies about my drinking and my time frame of, Oh, I got to work late. So that way I could have an extra hour to actually get my drink in that it became too much. So I would almost like lie and then be like, what the hell, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing that? Um, so that's why it was like important to me and the transformation probably happened definitely that first year it started working more and more. What about you, James? Um, this is a pretty loaded uh, discussion. There's so many different topics I could I could come up with as, as far as honesty. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, if, I, if I'm being honest with myself and um, – and that started when, um, you know, I admitted I was an alcoholic. And um, after that, once I was in the rooms and I, I started getting a, a handle of everything that I've done, um, you know, I was faced with uh, 
with step four and step five. And, and I had been in and out of the program and I had always omitted a few things that I, I didn't think that um, should be uttered. Um, and I was going to take to my grave. And ultimately when I did that, it would always be in the back of my mind and I would um, eventually drink again. So um, when I had my, my spiritual experience and um, I, I felt God's touch on my, on my shoulder and, you know, I really felt changed. I was able to, um, I, I was, I, I was honest about my, um, my dealings in my past and I was able to do a fourth and fifth step and really with a lot of courage and a lot of fear at the same time, um, do my fifth step and um, you know when I did it you know, I was crying and I, it was tears of fear and it was also tears of relief and when I was done I was like I kind of looked around like am I going to be okay and I was okay and I, I felt these these chains that had been um, holding me down for so long with shame and guilt they were just they were released instantly so that was one of the most honest things I've ever done, um, walking through that fear. And um, it's really life-changing. Um, in further uh, discussion, um, I'll go on to the next question, but I, you know, I can talk about honesty now and then um, you know, little things throughout the day, like white lies and stuff, how... You know, if you're not honest today, for me, you know, I I feel it, and I don't feel right because I've been fundamentally changed by the program. And um, if I'm not, you know, on the right path, if I'm not on the beam, man, it I I think about it throughout the day, and I was just like, oh, I don't like this feeling anymore. Before, I would just drink and I would forget about it and numb myself. So, yeah, yeah. Did your uh, sponsor, Dennis, did he make it a point to make sure that you were honest about certain things? Or, like, what are some of the, the gems that you guys have been working together for, what, three years? Three and a half? Anything? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Like, if anything, like, came specifically from him, you know, um, I'm sure it has, but, like, you know, I go to so many meetings. How about doing the fourth I, step today? Like when you sat down and did the fifth step with him? Um, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I remember doing the fourth step, but I don't know. If, I don't know if he emphasized honesty. I think like when you're going through it, honesty is emphasized. You know, when you talk about it in meetings and stuff like that and you read the literature, it's obviously emphasized. So I can't think of any like slogan or instance where he like you know, emphasized it per se, but I don't know. I think one thing I, I, that you pointed out though is, is worth amplifying in the sense of like the type of honesty that we're talking about is like, obviously generally honesty with other people is a good principle and stuff like that. But, it, but when doing the steps, it's honesty about yourself and with yourself is, is very important. And, um, 
I remember back in the day, and you still hear it a lot now and stuff, where people will be like, what? I'm just being honest when they're saying something that's, that's not nice. And I think it's really important to emphasize that, like, your opinion is not truth. It's not honesty. You know, like, telling someone that you don't like their hair or, or saying something mean to them or something is not the honesty that we're talking about. You know, we're talking about the honesty that is objective truth. You know, like, did like I do not this? lying? Yeah, like not lying. And um, and I think that's what you know. It, it's kind of like you know, you got to kind of be honest that like sometimes that character defect of of being an a hole <laughs> is is something that you need to be honest about. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and change that. And I think you know, you brought up the fourth step think the fourth step you know is is the most important aspect of of, to like achieve what james was talking about with lifting that those chains so you're no longer burdened down by that guilt and that shame it's to be able to like oh yes i'm scared of this situation in life i'm scared of this i'm angry at this person i'm i did this bad thing and you know, I've heard a lot of stories from people that, you know, have like a long time sober or whatever, and then they relapse or whatever, and then they go back through the steps. And then when they're talking about their experience of that second or third or fourth time around, like it's almost consistently where pe- there are people who are like, oh, and I was more honest with my sponsor this time. I had left this off of my fourth step. I had misdone this and had not been honest. So it seems to be like a common thing of people that do relapse eventually is because they were still carrying that stuff, mm. you know? And I think, I think, like, I don't have much to say about that. I think it's an interesting observation, you know? Yeah. The, um, I know for a fact, yeah, what you're talking about, the, yeah, fourth step being so honest. When I did my fifth, it was one where specifically after, I don't know, like I said, it, it, as time goes on, <laughs> it's like how long it took me to actually sit and do my fifth step. I feel it keeps getting longer. I'm going to say six hours. And then if, you know, when we talked about it episodes ago, if it was longer, maybe it was six to eight anyway. So I was sitting down and the last thing that my sponsor said to me you know, before we, you know, uh, figuratively speaking, like close things up, you know, and is he said, okay, is there anything else that you're forgetting? Like, be honest. Is there anything else? And I'll always remember that. I'll always remember that he, he said, be honest. You know, he took a beat and he said, be honest. Is there anything else? And it's not that he didn't trust me. It's not that he was calling me a liar. He was saying, is there anything else? That you're not telling me because that thing you might drink over. And if I'm not honesty, if I if, if I'm not honest, I don't have that honesty with really everything in my life. Uh, it's it's not good. It's not good for me. You know, that that's going to lead me closer to a drink than I could sit at a bar every single day. And if I'm honest. I will be a, 
you know, thousand feet away from that bar, as opposed to if I'm literally a thousand feet away from the bar, but I'm not being honest, I might as well have already had it in my hand and getting ready to toss it down my throat. You know, um, the, those, those lies and those secrets are the things that, uh, that don't work well. So like I, I, I turn it over and accept that this is a better way to live. And I mean, how exhausting are those lies when you know, <laughs> you know, you're a professional liar when you actually have to keep track and to keep tabs on the different lies that you say. I, I make a spreadsheet. Yeah. He spreads it out it's, it's, you know, but I, uh, I don't know. That's what I think on it. Is you got anything to add James? Yeah, you know, I was talking earlier that um, in my daily life, um, sometimes I find myself, you know, not telling, for example, my spouse, you know, she asks what I'm doing and I might be doing something that I want to do, but we had agreed as a couple that, you know, we won't be doing these things. Um. And, you know, I find if I do those, you know, like for my friends, for example, uh, if they're like, oh, let's go out and let's go um, pool hopping at Disney. Well, it's not um, okay to do that. For one, you have to be a hotel guest. Um, but um, you did plus, that like two know, weeks ago. <laughs> and, this is the honesty he's talking about. Yeah. And, you know, it's. I, although it's fun and I, I like doing it, you know, me and my wife and I agree that I wouldn't do it because it's not being honest. And, and then I go out and I, I do it anyways. And I don't, it's not as fun. Well, and you know, kind of in my, your defense, and I hope your wife's not listening. Like, when you do it now, you don't really lie because you tell them you're going to eat at this place and then you end up eating at that place. And when like the server asks, oh, where are y'all from? Oh, we just came to do the pool. So you're, you're being honest about the situation and they're usually cool with it. Yeah, it's just um, there's a level of deceit in it. And um, in order to, um, you know, live a, a pure life as best I can. There's some things that I can do, like where I live, there's three or four beautiful pools that I can go to and I'm allowed to go to those. So, you know, just by talking this out loud with you guys, you know, I, I probably will not be going back to the pools. Now, you can go and eat lunch, as you said, you just can't dip a toe in the <laughs> pool. And if you guys do it, you know, that's on you. So... Not that you ever go swimming, no. Dennis. And I don't ever so go that, to the you know, hotels are... until y'all like force me to and guilt trip me into going and don't give me a choice. And, and then I and, go. And we go because they're they're just beautiful. They're like you know five star hotels, beautiful dining. You know it's, right, it's a good ambiance so too. Like yeah, you're you're five minutes away. You want to go and enjoy it. Without spending a thousand dollars on a hotel room, no, just fifteen dollars on a hamburger. Well, I think we should we should like talk a little bit about it. It's also because you know the uh, the Motel Six. We'll leave the light on for you. That's actually uh, Dennis's family business. His great 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 grandfather actually came up with that. So he's more of a motel fan. Ah. 
Yep. Oh, good old Carl. Yeah. None, none of that is true. That's honest. That's that's right. I get I get confused. Oh, his name's his name's not Carl. Uh-huh. Sorry, it's Lucifer. So so how how do you know? I guess how do you gauge on that? Because there's a lot of stuff in life that people probably do. Like I had a friend, and this was this was really not honest. That would, I kid you not, would know that he didn't have enough money for a meal, like going out. So what he would do is he would say, I'm going to complain about this meal. So that way I don't have to pay for it. (laughs) So he would eat half the meal and he would have enough for a tip. He would have like five bucks, but he wouldn't have the 15 or 20 that he needed. So he would just complain and throw a fit. So he didn't have to pay for it, you know? And yeah, I would say that's that's pretty dishonest. That's okay, pretty well, I, I really wasn't sure, so I'm glad you cleared it up, Dennis. No. <laughs> and by the way, the friend isn't any of us. This isn't me. I'm not. I we were all like, I bet it's Dennis. Uh, he's he seems like a guy who Motel Six in his family name. Um, I I once had, like I had a friend, and this is a long, 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 long time ago, and. He wanted to go out and get like hamburgers or whatever. He went to a restaurant. I told him, like, oh, I don't have money. He said, like, oh, I'll pay for you or whatever. So we go to the restaurant. We eat at the restaurant. It's at like a Chili's or something like that. And like we get done with the meal or whatever. And then he's like, he leans over the table and he's like, I don't have any money. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, how dare you? Like, what the hell? And, I was, and then he like, gets up and walks out the side door and i'm like stuck there i'm like oh no so i had to run out the door because i didn't have any money and like oh i was so pissed off like yeah what do they do nowadays i mean you're you're in the the food service industry james if somebody doesn't have money do they do you guys still have them wash dishes no I've, i've never um in three and a half years, I've never come across someone who could not pay for their meal. So that's that's helpful. When I, when yeah, I was in I'm the also... restaurant industry, I think a lot of times they turn a blind eye. You know, they're like caught it as a loss or whatever because you don't want to prosecute it. If it's really an issue or whatever, then they'll call the cops. Like, they, but, but washing the dishes is not a thing? No, because they have employees that are doing that. You don't want an untrained person in your kitchen like, to do that kind of stuff. So maybe at more of a pop, mom and <laughs> yeah, pop restaurant, they'll do that. But I've never seen it in any restaurant I've worked at. Oh, clean the toilets. Do you need a degree for that? Well, not a degree, but you also have, you have a liability when you have someone come into your kitchen. So Okay. Very true. That's, that's interesting. Do you guys run... Uh, like, I used to run a lot of stuff by my sponsor when I first came in. Do you guys still do that? Or do you remember a time when you were, I guess, battling something and had to bring it up to get their perspective? Um, for me, I, I, I'll tell my sponsor what's going on in my life. And I, I'm fortunate enough that, like, my sponsor is a friend of mine. So I see him almost every day. He lives a, not even a block away from me. And we go to the same meetings pretty much. So I see him all the time. But I'll give him an update on my life because uh, he knows what's going on in my life. You know, he knows me as a friend knows me. Um, but if I am going through something, like if something, then I'll talk to him or go over to his house or whatever and be like, I need to talk or something. But I think it's important that 
they know what's going on, you know, that they are aware of who you are and what's, you know, so they know if something's wrong and even if you don't tell them. Um, some sponsors are more like authoritarian in that aspect of it, where I've lucked out in like my relationship with my sponsor is more of a friend. So I can like, we'll even bicker at each other as friends sometimes too, you know what I'm saying? Rather than a, a fearful, like authority figure under the thumb type of relationship. You know? mm. What about you, James? Yeah, I call and ask my uh, sponsor questions sometimes if I need to. Um, a lot of the time when he gives me instructions, um, I think it's a good idea. And then I, I bring it to my wife and she does not agree with that. So why it's is kind that? of funny. So your wife is your sponsor. Mm-hmm. No, I just run it by because ultimately happy wife, happy life. That's what I've been told. Mm. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't call him as much as I should. And I see him on the morning. Meetings, you know. And at this point, you know, he is more of he got me through the steps. And now um, now we're friends, you know, as Dennis was saying. And that's what he says, too. Like so, some sponsors never. Not that they never want to be your friend, but I've had some sponsors. It's like, we're not friends. Just like how, you know, some parents are like, hey, I'm your parent. I'm there for you. I'm your support system. You can always come to me, but we are not friends. I'm I'm your parent. You know, it's it's a similar type thing. And then so whatever your sponsor does, that's what works, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it works for you. I would always, uh, usually the first year and a half, I had a different sponsor than, uh, than Brian, who's shared his story in the single digit episodes, uh, of this podcast. But my first sponsor who we really got to get on, he's, he's, he's a good egg. He, um, he would always say, leave me a message on my voicemail if you're going through anything. And, you know, I'll listen to it. And if you're having a tough time, just be honest. And at the, the very beginning, be like, yeah, today's, today's a rough day. Or send me like a text of something that you're kicking around. Because I wouldn't know what was real and what wasn't at first. Like, it, it took, me, took me some time. You know, like, I would know if it's a, just a straight up, blatant lie but like the the thing that james was talking about about using a pool you're not hurting anybody and i feel like in recovery there's a lot of things that you think it's a victimless crime you know but in the end it's between right or wrong and i need that reminder you know like i don't know if you guys felt it when i was uh, you know, having conversations with many people, you know, but like if I asked people outside of recovery, they would be like, yeah, that's, that's you do you, you know, that's, that's what it is. You're just essentially going out for a bite to eat. It's not like anything else. It's like, yeah, but different people's intentions, you know, are, are very different. So it felt like to me that it was something that wasn't right. And that's, that's the most important is, is no, I, and this is just for me again, the, the, you know, it's not like uh, we're not, I was going to say endorsed by, uh, we don't represent any organization like we say in the beginning. But if it feels funny, 
odds are probably is. And if people that you respect, like, make a face or tilt their head, you know, whether it's, you know, your wife, James, your sponsor, fellowship, like, it's important to actually have those, right? Yeah. Well, I, think, I think in a ways, like, our, like you kind of mentioned, our fellowship kind of keeps us in check, you know, like, we know we're, we're friends, so when we're around each other a lot, and we know each other, so when we start to, like, drift out a line or whatever, those are the people that, like, pull us back in, or let us know, or pull us aside to talk to us, or, you know what I'm saying, that, like, yeah, it's important, yeah. James, anything else to, to add to the episode before we close it up? Yeah, you know, if you're if you find yourself, you know, dishonest one day, and uh, you can always you can always come clean. Um, you can always do the next right thing, and just because you were you know deceitful one day, that doesn't mean you have to be deceitful the next day. You can always pray in the morning to God to help you get through the day to be as honest as possible, and don't beat yourself up. You know, if, if you were dishonest or um, you did something that um, you know you shouldn't have, because um, usually, you know, it will come back and, and bite you eventually. So um, you don't have to keep doing it over and over again and uh, learn your lessons the yeah. first time. I, I think that's an excellent point. I think like most humans love a redemption story. You know what I'm saying? It, like. If you're able to be honest with yourself, admit that you did wrong and make it right, you know, clean it up. And most people would admire you for that. You know, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's what keeps us moving forward. It keeps us, you know, sober and on the right path. Yeah. That's nice. Well, thank you, guys. That was honesty. And um, yeah, I, I would like to say honestly... Probably one of our best 61 episodes, if I'm being honest. That doesn't sound like an honest statement. It is. There's, we've only done 61. Well, no, we'll be In episode two, I told my story, so you can't beat that one. Yep. You can go back and listen to it. I can beat it. I can beat it yeah, with Yeah, he's stick. beating it with sticks. <laughs> Multiple. Maybe even a limb. We will be back next Thursday sharing our experience, Strength with Hope, Hope With You, on episode 62. Where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, a good life demands rigorous honesty. And we'll see you next time. Woohoo! There it is. It. Was that I so hard? It. I did it. I was, I'm, I was too little and too late. Yeah. It's always the swan. <laughs>